Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. Yay! We're 101. Woo! It's the, it's the Fallout 3 Vault episode. No, <laughs> it's the Vault 101. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we are here as a group yet again. So Matt and Susie are joining me, or I'm joining them, whichever you want. I don't care who. You're both you joining are. me. Sure. <laughs> All right. We're privileged to be here. Excellent. It's the 101 Stop. episode. So we get, it's Drop Bear Gaming 101. So this is going to be a lesson. In how we operate. Yeah, to podcast. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> how are you, Suze? Good? Yeah, good. Real nice. good. Yeah, rocking it. Bright and early now. I'm not yes. recording with you guys at, you know, 11 to your clock in the morning where I'm probably right. not even thinking straight, so it's good. <laughs> so this it's could good. actually be a decent episode if anybody listened. Oh, hush, puppy. Of course they will. Of course they will. People always listen. Uh, so let's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even when they're not. They may not be hearing it, but they're listening. Anyway, um, yeah, so we've been playing a few games. We've got a few things to talk about. Last episode, we didn't really talk about shit except for ourselves, which is not really a topic we like doing all that often, uh, but we seem to do it a fair bit. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, anyway, uh, this... In the last couple of weeks, since we talked about games, Matt and I have played No Man's Sky, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, Just quickly. And neither of us have been playing it on PC, so it has kind of worked more often than not. I had it crash once, and then it never crashed again. So, But I got in after like four or five patches had already been put out. So, oh, Okay, there you go. Well, I got it day one, and there was a few, like, graphic glitch things and, you know, some kind of weird stuff happening, but I... It's alien. I didn't know if it was supposed to be there or not. You know? That's like, what they say. That's like yeah. Assassin's Creed Unity <laughs> when they when people were like popping in and out and and like going all pixelated and shit, and they're like, oh, it's because it's the Animus. You're in the Animus. Mm. It's part of the game. Yeah. Why people are, like, running through walls but hovering yeah, yeah. in the middle of it. <laughs> People yeah. are, are spawning with no skin on their face so you can just see skull and eyeballs. You know, that's Perfect. just the animus. The animus. Yeah, that's how it works. It's, it's <clears throat> just bringing you into the technology. Yeah. Um, no. But anyway, with, with No Man's Sky, it was, um, it was something that they showed, was it E3 two years ago now? A year and a half ago? I think it was three years ago. It was a long time ago, wasn't it? And then it was last year at PAX or somewhere where they did the big, like, 10-minute playthrough. And he's like, you know, this is how many, you know, different universes there are. And he zoomed out and zoomed out and zoomed out. Quintillions. 18 quintillion planets. It's not enough, really. Well, they're considering after you've gone to, like, 15, they're all the fucking same. That's... Not entirely fair, but so basically, um, they're all procedurally generated, but they are all procedurally generated within certain, you know, rules. So the 
yeah. all the different animals and stuff. You get some pretty interesting looking fucking alien creatures, but um, by the time you've gone to five or six planets, they start. You, you can see the similarities. Mm. Um, well, that was the thing initially when they made this concept. They made it with I think it was eight different like forms that could be taken and different parts of those eight. So it was never really going to be that complicated. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a lot more than that now for the plants and terrain and animals and whatever else. But still, it is restricted to a set number that it can mismatch through. And that can't be changed too much. Otherwise, it would take way too long to process it. So you do end up seeing like pretty similar creatures. Um, not that that matters because I guess the whole point of it is to just run around and explore, well, fly around and then land and then run around. Um, every planet is basically made up of the same components. So you've got, you know, uh, there's... Carbon. A- well, there's atmospheric situations like um, extreme heat, extreme cold radioactivity, um, like poison gas and stuff like that, that you have a suit that you need to keep like recharging to survive. Um, and then the areas that you visit, there's like alien monuments, little like buildings that have the same three different type of aliens in them, like one of the three different... Yeah. There's three alien races. I can't remember what they're called. No. But basically each solar system has one of those three races kind of in it. The planets are mostly uninhabited, but there's these like little shelters and stuff where they are. So it's pretty like you can go to a planet and you know that there's certain things that are going to be there. And so that kind of gets dull quickly because you know, I'm going to go to this planet and I need to go to the alien monuments and I need to go to this and I need to go to this. Yeah. And collect the things that I need to get from each of them to upgrade certain things and even the tech for your you know like you've got this mining tool that's also a weapon and it has the um like the ability to pick out things that you've seen and scan the area and all that kind of crap um and you have to go to certain areas and collect like it's a constant collection game of course like you're always building uh the amount of one component from that planet kind of thing to either use as fuel or as towards upgrading certain things and so on and so on. And it, it just got really boring very quickly for me. I was so excited after 18 months of seeing the footage from this game to get my hands on it, thinking it'd be so well done and interesting, but it's so linear in its thinking unfortunately Mm. and after like the first day of playing it i was bored because i was by myself in the game constantly there's no way of connecting to other people in any way which to me seems like a massive hole in the concept you know like the whole approach to the game is you go there there's a certain amount of things on every single planet that you need to have scanned or found or whatever, and then you upload that to wherever it goes so that anybody else who ever goes to the planet 
can use that as a map of what's there. Um, and uh, you get points for that, for upgrades and all that kind of crap for everything you discover. And, um, yeah, it, it just, like, there was a massive hole in the concept because it would have been so much better if you could have, like, a party of people online and you can connect to each other and then you can just go to a planet, smash it out, find everything that's there while you're talking and while you're finding interesting things with people. You could be like, oh, fuck, come and check this thing out. Or, you know, send them pictures of where you are in our planet, where they're on the other side of the planet, comparing the things that you've found. And But there's none of that. There's no way of doing any of that. And that, to me, seemed like a really boring kind of way of leaving the game by just taking away all of that fun and interaction that you could have with other people. And so- I don't know why they did that. Do you uh, do you sort of mean like um, having the co-op option or having it as like uh, an MMO or like a soft multiplayer like uh, Journey where you didn't well, really probably, know who you were playing with? I think it would be better if you could do it with um, like, a, like a party, like a group, like Destiny. Mm. Okay. You know, like you could okay. have six players or four players or whatever and there were certain planets even where you needed to have a group of people to go there. Not for any other reason, mm-hmm. maybe, that's still just the core of exploring that mm. planet. I think uh, the journey multiplayer style wouldn't necessarily work anyway because for that, for you to have a multiplayer experience where you're paired with a complete stranger, you need to have, um, I guess, some kind of thing driving you, yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. a story and journey, whereas in No Man's Sky... <clears throat> There's nothing, there's no, the the end goal is get to the center of the universe. Um, I played it for like, I got the platinum trophy, which means I jumped like 70 or 80 times or something. I'd hyper jumped, hyperspace jumped. Ooh, put that on your LinkedIn. <laughs> well, my point is, I played it for like thirty or forty hours. Have you got that on your resume? I, I went, I played it thirty or forty hours, and I was still like. 160 million light years from the fucking center of the universe. So, and it was just at that point, I was just jumping from system to system without even visiting planets because it was Mm. like, there's nothing, there's literally nothing on these planets to fucking interest me. I just want to get to the center of the universe. And we'll see that that's where the game fell down for me because as soon as I spawned, I was the center of the universe. So there was just no need anymore. It's like I fucking clocked the game as soon as yeah. I loaded it. Well, anyway, I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't played it, obviously, and so I, you know, I'm just going by your experiences and everything yeah. you're saying. But I guess, like, to understand how, you know, you would incorporate it, and I, I, I totally get that. You know, it for me personally, how it sounds playing solo, I probably wouldn't enjoy. It. I probably would also find myself feeling bored. Yeah, well, there's no um, reason sometimes... to not get bored. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's True. completely repetitive. Like every hyper jump that you do, every hyperspace jump with a fully upgraded spaceship, you go like 1,500 light years. And you don't go directly to the center of the universe. You go in like a spiral towards the center. So you're going slowly around and around, closer and closer to the fucking center. And 
when you finish when you land at a system, it's like you are this many millions of light years from the center of the universe, and then you oh, go so yeah. fifteen hundred k uh fifteen hundred light years, and then it goes you're you've only gone like seven hundred light years closer maybe because you're going you know the around. long way around, so keep in mind like imagine you would have to jump like a fucking thousand times. And the other way to do it is to find black holes. And a black hole only takes you like maybe 4,000 light years or something. So it just would take fucking forever to get there. And there's no, there's nothing to drive you there. It's like, what, why am I doing this? Why the fuck am I trying to get to the center of the universe? And they're yeah, like, oh, don't spoil it. There. They're like, oh, don't spoil it. Cause the center of the universe is what's really cool. It's like, you want me? You expect me to fucking play for eighty plus hours? Yeah, eighty plus yeah. hours or however the fuck long, with no promise of anything except oh, you'll like it. It'll be good. They're like, really? It's probably just a T-shirt yeah. that just says, you know, center of the universe. <laughs> I got to the center of the universe, and this T-shirt is all I got. Yeah, some shit like that. So, <laughs> I, don't know. I think there's a gift shop or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Mel Brooks. From Spaceballs. Yeah. And there's the center of the universe fucking lunchbox. It's the fucking oh. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the restaurant at the edge of the universe. <laughs> oh, man. References. Wow. No, this, I think um, as a framework, it's really cool. And I, I like the technology to mm. be able to create 18 quintillion fucking planets. But there just needs to be more compelling gameplay. Yeah, because it gets boring really fucking fast. And and the amazing thing was, like, when I bought it and I started playing, I was like, wow, this is fucking cool. Like, Mm. and then after three hours, I was sitting there going, I've done the same thing over and over and over again already. And I'm already bored with just wandering around trying to find a different type of flower or, you know, going from one of these little fucking hut kind of base things to get to the next one and then having to get out and run around and, you know, fucking break down trees or animals to get the nutrients from them to be able to continue to survive because, Mm -hmm. you know, the suit uses certain things as fuel. So, you know, to recharge a battery, you need to go and destroy two fucking crazy cactus looking things from you know like the cat in the hat books hmm. but it doesn't uh, even it. it doesn't Weird. explain any, anything to you really either yeah. like, at, the, at the start there was nothing there was no explanation at all you just awake and you're like oh what's that and you walk over and there's like a little blip and you find it and it's like oh there's my ship Fuck! It's broken. I don't know why it's broken or what have what I have to do to fix it. And then for those first like four or five hours, it's basically just going. Oh, you need to do this to get this component to fix your ship. And it's like, well, where the fuck is that? What even is that thing? Why do I need it? Mm. And then you got to go around and just keep exploring and finding extra stuff. And then that I don't know. It seemed really weird. Yeah, and it doesn't. Um... Yeah, this, I don't know. And, and that's what I meant before. Like the, the whole concept of purely exploring and purely discovering is kind of a cool idea. But if you don't have mm. the ability to do it with other people, it's fucking boring. 
Yeah. Because, yes, you do find some cool stuff. You do, you know, get some cool, you know, things. But if there's no way of showing anyone else, then it's purely a waste to, you know, that's just um, I'd say, like, when No Man's Sky first came out, um, especially on Twitch, that's where everyone was to watch that game. Like, I, you know... On release, if someone was streaming No Man's Sky, that's where everyone was. Yeah. And I'm even just looking at the Twitch list right now for the directory of Most Watched. It has the same number of viewers watching it now as The Last of Us. It has 138 wow. viewers. Huh. Yeah. See, the, I think it has potential for the future if they patch it and add a bunch of new gameplay elements, but... Just imagine Minecraft if you couldn't build stuff, if all you did was just collect shit. You're just yeah, collecting wood much. and metals and shit, but you can't do fucking anything worthwhile with them. Yeah. That's yeah. All right. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, anyway that, that's that's enough on No Man's Sky. It's an okay game if you really enjoy just... Running around. Some, as yeah, like an, an uh, activity of zen. Of just like yeah. time wasting and, and chilling and exploring and seeing cool stuff. I guess it's good, but I mean, it has fucking pop in, graphic pop in as well. Mm. The draw distance, like you'll fucking be running along and then all of a sudden a giant block of gold will just appear in your fucking vision. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, whoa, you know? That's weird. Anyway. Yeah, I found that annoying actually because you did, there was a lot of times where you saw things. And then you went over to them thinking, oh, wow, that looks like an interesting thing. And getting there, and then it's like, oh, I've already seen a million of these. And the worst uh, thing is if you see one of those big blocks of materials and you go over and you mine it until it's just like scraps on the ground and then you run off somewhere else. And if you start walking back towards it, it pops in as a full block of gold. Yeah, and you think, oh, sweet gold. And then you run towards it. And as you get closer, it like disappears. It's like, you've already mined this one. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. I'll give it a two out of five. Yeah, I'd probably... Two out of five droppers. One and a half out of five for me. It's just not my kind of game. I played it a couple of hours and I was done. Really pissed off that I spent 80 bucks on it. Whatever it was. I only played it for so long because I wanted the platinum trophy because it was an easy (laughs) one, relatively. I didn't mind the game. I, I don't regret spending 20 or so hours with it. Because I named planets like funny things. <laughs> anyone will ever see them. That's right. Well, that's yeah. it too. Like, how do you like? I guess that social element. Like, what do you do? You sit there on your own. Like, haha! I made this funny planet name. Yeah, yeah. I hope someone else uh... sees it. And the shit thing <laughs> is, by the time I got to the where I gave up on the game. I was just like jumping from solar system to solar system. I didn't even bother taking the time to come up with new names for them. I was just like, land at one, jump to the next. And, Mm. you know, and I'm sure other people did the same because I got to the point where, you know, a couple of times I hit a solar system that someone had already discovered and they hadn't renamed it. They, and they hadn't Mm. even discovered the planets. They just, it was like this solar system has been discovered, but none of the planets have been. So someone else is just jumping from point to point as well. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. Not a huge, uh, you know, three and a half out of ten. It's a bit of us. a letdown. Well, 
something else that came out that uh, I'm sure all three of us have played. Um, there was the open beta for Battlefield 1. Oh, yeah. Did you play mm-hmm. this as well, Suze? What are you saying? Good, good crack. <laughs> of course. Of course it yeah. did. Yeah. What's your favorite, oh, favorite part yes. about it? Horse oh. park. Horse park. Fuck those guys, dude. <laughs> no, I mean, it was... <laughs> I, I, the novelty of the cavalry at first was kind of funny and cool and yeah. everything like that. After about three days of that shit, I'm like, fuck off, you know? Like, let me let me get on the other side of you so that you can't do shit. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot that I really liked about it, and there's also a lot that I didn't like about it. And yeah. um, Well, I'd like to see how know. much they actually patched it while yes. it was live because, you know, there was a lot, you know, I, I played it for like three or four hours on the first day it came out. I yeah. woke up in the morning and I saw it on Facebook and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I meant to grab that. So I went and got it, played it for a couple of hours. And there was times when I was seriously like standing in front of people that were looking the opposite direction and I'd just <laughs> unload a clip right into them and I'd missed mm every single shot. And I'm like, how That's... the fuck does that happen? It's the story of your life in first-person shooters, dude. Yeah. Those and getting stuck on rocks. Yeah. Really. yeah. Oh, that chewing gum in game, yeah. 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 Oh, oh, that no, happened it... a bit, actually, in this game, too. But. Yeah, that's that's uh, something that um, I've definitely seen. I, I took one of my captures of it um, when I was playing the other day, and... Um, you know, like how you can capture thirty the last thirty seconds. I oh, swear yeah. it's fifteen seconds of that video of me just trying to get up one tiny little rock, um, <laughs> just to you know basically get a, a panic quick scope out of the way. But um, <clears throat> it's there's a lot there's a, like there isn't much, but there is because I mean it was only one map, um, and it just gave conquest and rush and you know we all know how to play it well you would think apparently not um because <laughs> you do get all um you know when you have an open beta like that it's a free download for everyone you're going to get the cod idiots in there and they're all going to yeah. you not know play, play like objective. idiots that's it mm. that's it um and I got real tired of seeing someone on the leaderboard, you know, sitting there at like 42 and zero because they're yeah. probably in some fucking tank, like one of the that tanks or something. That was me. That was me. Fuck you, I was like, fuck this shit. Every time I spawned, I spawned into a light tank, which is the single person one. And I would just go <laughs> from objective to objective, capture the flags and just fucking mow down everyone around. And then, like when my when my health of my tank goes down, I'd like quickly drive away, hide somewhere, and and just repair it, and, and repair. then go back out yeah. and fucking murder everyone. And I was second, first, and second MVP like every fucking game. You know what, dude? Fuck you. No, that's fine. It's because I suck I mean... at shooting with the guns. I'm I'm a fucking yeah. vehicle, dude. I even I was trying to use planes, but. Uh, oh, the I'm controls not... in the planes are horrible. I'm not too bad with the planes, but um. I don't know. It's kind of hard to target the weapons. They're good for dogfighting. They're good for dogfighting, but I have no idea how the fuck people 
use the planes and take out people on the ground. And they fucking do, but I don't don't yeah. ask me how. Happened to me a few times. I thought it was actually yeah. pretty cool that I I shot at a plane with an LMG and I was doing damage to it and I'm mm. just like, fuck yeah. Oh. You're yeah, mine. that is really cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna stand in the desert and take you out in about ten minutes. Yeah. That was one of the, that's a, a cool thing about it actually. The um the planes are a lot slower than the planes in the other battlefield games because of them yeah. being, you know, World War yeah. One planes. Oh, and yeah. so you can take out like you can't take out tanks with fucking normal guns. No. Um, but you can take out planes and the uh, like just lining up a tank to just shoot planes down as well is fucking really cool when you can by chance you know, manage to connect on one. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I thought there was some really cool stuff in them. The armored train was a pretty cool element. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't too bad. It was kind. Of, I I accidentally spawned into it uh, when I was playing around, and I'm just like, oh fuck yeah! <laughs> you know? I didn't see that at all. Yeah, it was like a. It was. I think it was like a balancing thing, from what I can tell, because I think both sides had access to it. Yeah, there were rounds where my team had it. There were rounds where the enemy team had it. It was kind of a nice little distraction, I found, because sometimes, you know, people would be more worried about aiming their fire on the the train than they were the actual uh, objectives themselves. Mm. And Um, I think it was when when you'd start seing a real imbalance in the score, like one There was a way to trigger it. Yeah, there I was a way to actually trigger it, but I never bothered reading up or finding out how. out how to do it. Yeah, I always just assumed it was automatic. When you know, when one team is losing heaps, this fucking train would spawn, which you can just pull up at the friggin' checkpoints and just yeah. fucking kill anyone who comes near. So I yeah. tended to just avoid it, <laughs> basically, because yeah. I'm like, I don't want my tank to blow up. It'd be pretty cool if you could destroy a section of it, though. And that's that's what I found to be pretty cool, too, is, like, you couldn't destroy the entire thing, but you could take it down in sections. And that was actually that was actually pretty cool. But that was pretty good. I think overall with Battlefield 1, you're going to need to have a good squad and you're going to need to have a balanced squad because there were yeah. just... I've said this in every Battlefield game I play, but this was probably the worst I've ever seen. The amount of fucking snipers... Holy oh, hell! Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's I also why I got four attacked. of them. I took out four of them on that damn water tower between um, uh, B and C. Yeah, you know yep, that yep. that big water tower. There were four up there. Yeah, annoying. Well, that was like in um, was it Battlefield Four where there was the um, that area where there was a. Um, I think it was in Russia and there was like a satellite in like built into the ground, not a satellite. What do they call it? A dish Um, was kind of, you could drive underneath it and stuff like that with the tanks and everything. And anyway, there was like these massive um, support structures standing up and people would spawn in the sky and, you know, uh, parachute parachute down onto them. And they were fucking ages up in the sky. And it was oh, yeah. hard to kill them once they were up there and they'd just lie down and just snipe people. Yeah, yeah, I remember the one. I can't remember. I think that was four. I think I it was. Um, 
because it was the one where. Oh, you're talking. I know. Like, I know. Yeah. No, I know. I know exactly the map you're talking about. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah road transmission. You could you could break the dish like blow yeah. the dish up and it would yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. It was a huge tower. Yeah. 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 Um, well, that was crazy. I mean, that didn't seem like a normal thing to have in a game to just really go. All right, snipers. Here's a perfect spot for you to go and hang out. Yeah, yeah. And pretty annoying. Once they that's, were there, they were fucking hard to kill. Yeah, that's why I always wanted to be in a tank because every time I'd run around, I'd just get sniped by a dude fucking miles away. Mm. And that's the downside. Like, I really enjoy those big open maps, but on that map, because it's a desert, there was so much dead space between objectives that snipers mm. could just fucking nail you unless you were in a yeah. vehicle to travel. Um, well, that was kind of the other thing that annoyed me about the choice of that map was it it didn't really put put across the feeling that I think they're trying to go for with the game. Like, it's trench warfare and all that kind of shit. Mm. And there wasn't really trenches in this. Like, there was some sections that were, like, dug out a little bit. Yeah. But there was no trenches where you could get in a trench yeah. and run from one area to a totally different area on the map, which is, that's trench warfare. They spent fucking mm-hmm. ages building them for that purpose, and there was no way you could do it. So you had to basically yeah. be running around on open ground. Well, the fighting style in Battlefield and first-person shooters in general does not suit trench warfare at no, all. Not because, at all. you know, World War One. if you're running around outside of a trench, you're fucking dead immediately. Yeah. Where, and that would just not suit a first-person shooter because I noticed that playing this as well. Like, everyone's just running everywhere as you do in a first-person shooter. In a war, or at least in World yeah, War One. that shit doesn't <laughs> fucking happen. People are, like, lined up facing another line of guys, both in trenches, and hoping you don't die of mustard gas. Yeah, that's right. So they've got to find a compromise between the trench and the gun and the run and gun. Um, And that's why I think, although it's a cool idea to have it set in World War I, I think it's not going to be really particularly true to the style. Well, they did that in, um, in Star Wars. On um, the snow planet in Star Wars. Oh, yeah, those trenches there. They had a a fair few areas there with trenches, and they were awesome because they weren't weren't enough that it really affected how the game played. Like, a lot of them weren't deep enough, but you could actually get into them and crouch behind the wall. That's true. Just for a moment and then get your health back and then get up and run again. And that worked really fucking well. But they didn't put that in this at all. I'm sure there's going to be maps where there are yeah. trenches. There may but, not have been trenches in that part of the war. Yeah, the, I suppose. Because it was Ottoman Empire. Like, it, once you get into France and Germany... Probably very different. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, I don't know. It's, you know, um, um, the last day of it being up and running... They actually closed it pretty early off in the day over here. I was actually looking forward to getting one last night and playing it, but the servers were already down. I think it was like lunchtime when I checked. Yeah, so, Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what time it actually did end, but, you know, I actually went over to um, – because I tried to look for a game and it was like 
failed. So I'm like, oh, is it over? And I came across a Reddit forum for people's opinions of the beta. And part of me regrets looking at it because, you know, never read the comments. But part of me was really interested in people that, you know, knew what they were talking about a lot better than I did, especially like with all the historical stuff. And it was actually really amazing to see the number of people like commonly what I was finding was that people who have a real interest in history and particularly with World War One, they were really disappointed with the way it was. And, um, you know, and it's it all comes down to them saying, you know, it needs to be bold action rifles, not automatics, not this, not this, not this. Mm-hmm. And you got squeakers saying to them, the game's not going to sell if they don't have automatic weapons. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading all this stuff about inaccuracies and just, you know, things gone back and forth and things like that. And... <laughs> One of the funniest things I probably took away from reading that forum, and it it just got me to stop. I'm like, I'm done. I got to walk away from this. But it was people talking about the inaccuracy of of its portrayal. But someone was like, I'm really sick and tired of not being able to climb over this rock. And Hmm. someone puts a comment in there saying, you do understand that, you know, most of the soldiers were not taller than five foot two. So, you know, they would have actually had a really tough time climbing me climbing things. over the rocks and i'm just sitting there reading it going you're gonna tell someone to shut up that they don't like it having historical inaccuracies but you're gonna sit there and say you couldn't climb a fucking rock in a video game because you were five foot two i'm done yeah, yeah. i'm done <laughs> just yeah. like that's just reddit logic right there with the mm. masses but i mean i liked a lot of comments from oh like it just it seems that maybe sometimes on reddit people actually get a little more intelligent with it because there were people who were actually saying didn't like it not gonna buy it i didn't say the game sucked and i'm like whoa did the internet suddenly grow up wow it's a hope no Mm. oh no and then i saw a whole bunch of other posts and everything else like that but um i you know, I kind of wish it was a little more accurate. Yeah. In that regard. Yeah. Um, like you say, it's a battlefield game. They've got to find a balance, like I said. That's the thing. It's a battlefield game. It's if it was, if it was its own game, like if it wasn't part of what everyone expects from a battlefield game. No one would fucking buy it. Yeah. But I mean, and like, it, it would end up battlefield... being like, you know, the old, the old Call of Duty games. Like the first three that were that kind of era, Second World War type stuff. Um, You know, they were very accurate and they actually really had battles in there in the story um, Mm. that were actual battles. Yeah. Like taking, retaking Leningrad and all that kind of shit. Like that was real stuff that happened. Yeah. But, you know, they still had to have a certain amount of. You know, storytelling and uh, and ability to change certain facts, of course. But um, this is not that kind of game. And if they were going to make a game like that, then it'd be a totally different thing. Which is a bit of a shame, but it, it would have to take away the fun of that multiplayer run and gun battlefield experience. So it wouldn't be a battlefield, unfortunately. Well, I mean, Battlefield nineteen forty three was. Um, I mean, that was World War Two, 
And mm. that I felt was a little more um, accurate. Yes. Yes. But you definitely. also had the ability there to have more. I know that's not a good word to use in regards to talking about war, but a bit more fun with the gameplay. You know, they, mm. they had better things and, um, you know, it was just, it, it wasn't such a dreadful thing as World War One would have been. True. Because so, that wasn't the thing. We, remember, we were talking about it. when We talked about it, out, yeah. Yeah, when they first had it. And we were like, it was a shitty war. It was gritty and gross and fucking atrocious. Everyone's circumstances were like that. And trying to have fun with that inside of a game, they can't add any of that kind of stuff. But, yeah. yeah. I it, mean, it, I am looking forward to seeing – I'm looking forward to seeing what they, you know, fix out of it because mm. there were a lot of things wrong with it. Um, there were a lot of things that they actually did really well at the same time, like the dynamic environments. That yeah. was oh, fuck yeah, dust pretty storms. cool. The mm, dust storms, yeah, the rain the dust coming storms in. Were like the it was best just, thing. Just yeah, that was pretty cool. Actually. Fucking snipers. Try and get me now, you yep. bastards. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. it was actually pretty cool to have that. Like it and would that, just change. To be honest, I think EA are good at that, at, at using their beta to really fix a lot of those kind of issues. Because um, remember, they're getting played, better. Yeah, they're getting well, we better. We played the Star Wars <laughs> beta, and yeah, we played the shit out of that over the weekend, like two or three weekends that it was on. And mm-hmm. it had a lot of issues. Like there was a lot that we took from it that was fun and the game's going to be so good. But there was also times when we're like, you know, there was parts of it that you're thinking, shit, there's something missing. But then when the game actually came out, it was perfect. You know, they, they seem to have utilized all the feedback that they got to actually go, okay, we need to tweak this. We need to change this. Um, yeah, you know, it worked. They did a good job. Different balancing, mm. all that kind of stuff. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, you probably remember going back to Battlefield Three, Battlefield Four's launch. They were a disaster, though. Yeah, that's. I'm true. really hoping that that doesn't. And that's that's kind of something that's got me sort of thinking. Well, is this a day one purchase or is it, you know, a day? Okay. 167 purchase day patch 15 purchase (laughs) (laughs) which is still like day three (laughs) (laughs) it's a game i really want to play and it is a game i really want for my collection i um i'm just again it's the same with um you know every other battlefield i suppose it's just what is my team gonna do and um, granted, I actually spent probably the majority of time playing as a scout, which I haven't done since the days of Bad Company 2. I had never mm. run around with a sniper rifle since then. Um, but I actually was not one of the idiots sitting up in a rock trying to pick everyone off. Mm. Um, I was actually running around capturing flags and counter sniping, which I do like the game rewarding you for. Um you get those extra points for taking out those snipers, but I still, you know, ran around and got them, but they made it way too easy to snipe. Way too easy. Mm, bricks. 
I tried to snipe someone once and uh, it didn't work. <laughs> Were they on a horse? No, no, no. That's the person. <laughs> I think I got sniped before I could pull the trigger. Oh, no, I hit a guy and he went down like 80 health because I didn't headshot him. That's like, yeah. Mm. And then he ran away. And then someone well, stabbed was... me in the back or something. <laughs> Yay. There was nothing more annoying than actually getting a headshot on someone and getting 98 damage on him. And I'm like, really? Like, if you've got 2% of your health still sitting there, you're not going to be running. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, drop. If anything. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if a sniper bullet hits you, you're fucking at least losing an arm or a leg. So, how about some something. realism? So unrealistic. <laughs> I want to see fucking brains. <laughs> I want to I wanna run up to someone and teabag a guy whose half his head is missing. <laughs> too much it'd be interesting if they actually did make multiplayer more like that I don't think people would like it no <laughs> I think it might be too much for people it's like oh you've just killed a guy and now he's on the ground moaning and bleeding but you know he can't move because he's a quadriplegic from your bullet <laughs> yeah there you go. I think it'll make a... people feel a little bit awkward. Wow. I'm so glad I didn't even make a comment during most of that. That was uh, <laughs> something I don't want to put my fingerprints on. That whole train wreck. Oh, well. So, yeah, Battlefield 1, what do you guys think? Like, uh, overall thought before we move on? Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, go for it, Suze. You, you do it. Well, I was I was just going to say, I hope that they do another one. I mean, I doubt they will because it's kind of close to launch now, but I hope Still they actually away. do another one. Yeah, it'd be nice. But at the same just time... To, just to yeah. ease my mind on a few things with it. Because remember, the closed alpha that they had um, was on a different map. So... People who did that a couple of months ago now got to play this. So I'd be more interested in what their feedback would be from going from that to the open beta, mm. um, whether sure. the the style of gameplay was the same, whether having it as an open beta kind of changed everything a bit more. Um, that's what I would probably be more interested in. But I'm I'm probably not sold that it should be a day one purchase, which kind of sucks. Because I do want to play it, and I do want to like it, but um, I don't think it's I'm ex- as excited for it as I was two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, fair right. enough. I, I kind of feel the same, to be honest. Yeah. You know, it was good to get in and have a go, and I was really excited when it was there and available to play. Um, but I, to be honest, I did kind of lose interest pretty quickly. And then the more I went in and played it, as the time of the beta was on, there was just more annoyance from the other people playing because the first day that I got it, it was really early on and I couldn't even find games. There was like at one stage I went into the have a look at the board or whatever it was and it was like one map with 34 people playing it and the other one had like 19 people on it and that was it. Yeah, I think so the servers went down at one point. 
through Yeah, that. I think they did at one point as well because I tried to play it and it said that it couldn't connect to a service. Yeah, well, I think 10 hours it was out on the first day I was reading someone say. Oh, um, That's when I first got it, so that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. They did actually but, yeah. fix a couple of things while the beta was live, which I liked because. Yeah, live um, patching. Yeah, they were doing the live patching because I know like even with some games I was playing, you know, on the load screen it would be like, you know, first 300 wins and I'm like, why the fuck did we just lose? No one got 300 points and it was basically because the timer of the game was too yeah. low or something. Yeah, they removed you know, the timer altogether. On yeah, conflict. yeah. And, you know, it actually made a lot of um, – it actually they were really long matches. Yeah, they were. Um, I played one night. I didn't even realize I, I was playing for two hours, but I only played three, three, four rounds in that time. Yeah, um, yeah. They, I found they were going for about 30, 40, 30 to 40 minutes per round. Yeah. Which is yeah. not a bad little amount. And they would, I don't know, I generally had fun. It was annoying with the time, when the time was on because you'd get, you know, you'd be getting start to get into it. I don't know how long the time... It must have been only like 15 minutes or something. Because mm. it ended super quick. Like there was no... Yeah. Generally when I was playing it, when the timer was there, it was over before either team had reached 190 points. Yeah. It, I, I would see it at like 206 to 170 or something and I'd be like, what? You know, yeah. like, what is that? Um, mm. There's one thing... There's one thing I actually did want to say... Uh, with regards to it, and that is when you're with a squad that is playing properly and as they should be, as rare as that might happen, um, there was moments playing that game that I was kind of in my element with it because I'm trying to run through to get there. There's planes flying overhead, things are shooting, bullets are flying, everything like that. And it was kind of, you know, that being able to do that was fucking fun. Yeah. You know, that was, was that, pretty that was damn cool. That was battlefield experience. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and when you get that, and that it was great. Fun. Yeah. You know, when I you're mean, playing properly, it's it's awesome. So there is that. Um, you know, all two listeners of this show who, you know, love to play video games for kills and not objectives, don't buy this game, please. Because yeah, just some play of the us... objective. It's fucking so irritating. You know what no pissed me off? When you're fuck in a... about your KD, dude. <laughs> when you're in a vehicle and someone else is driving it and they drive up to a fucking capture point and it gets to like three quarters done and they drive off. And you're in yeah. the car with them, and you're like, "Go back! It's like a fucking thousand points for your friggin' score, you dicks." Yeah. Yep. I just drive yep. away and start the next one. Are you fucking high? I'm trying to get well, to level fifteen so I can have a beta dog tag when I get the fucking game. <laughs> that kind of thing annoys me. Just playing it in general, because like you'll spawn into a tank, and either the person doesn't even realize that they're the driver or they don't know how to do it or they're fucking going to make a cup of coffee or whatever, but you're sitting there like <laughs> looking out a window and you're miles from anything and you're sitting there going, what the fuck are we sitting here waiting for? And then you jump mm. out and they drive away. And they drive off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Or you spawn into a plane and the guy who's flying it is only 
flying it so that he can get over the objective <laughs> he wants to go to and bails out. Yeah. And you're like trying to shoot another plane and you're like, fuck, man, level it out. Next minute. <laughs> you died in an accident. Oh, was it a fucking accident? Yeah, there was no accident. No. Nope. Uh, it's pretty funny. But that that's that game, Yeah, just jumping yeah. in with other people. Oh. Everyone's playing by their own rules and... Yeah, as Susie yeah. said, if you've got a squad together and you know each other and you're talking, then you've got that kind of ability to play the game the way it was supposed to be played. I, think I found fun. if I wasn't playing like that, I, I I was finding myself rage quitting way too yeah. fast. I could get through maybe – sometimes I couldn't even get through one match. I'd leave, try and find another server. If the same bullshit was going on in there, I'm out. I'm not playing that game again until yeah. I know people are on. No, no way. Yeah, I thought it was fun. So, so I enjoyed it. I I found myself having fun, but it was just different different times. But I get like that even if I'm playing Battlefield too. Like, but then again, like I I don't play Battlefield the same as I used to anymore. Either. Like I don't give a shit. I'm I'm running around in Battlefield with a knife or pushing mm-hmm. my teammates off with the, you know, with the butt. Or if I see someone on my team sniping, I'm putting that butt on them and dipping them off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it becomes a, a self-driven kind of thing then, doesn't it? You're like, yeah, I have my own like, objective here and I'm going to do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm usually like maybe one and six or something and around like that with maybe 600 points. But hey, uh-huh. I'm the real winner in That's that. That's the best Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like um, the Call of Duty um, Infinite. What is it? Not the new one that's coming out, the last one. Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare. Yeah, I think that one or Black Ops 3 maybe it is. Charlie's been playing it on the PC on Steam. Oh, I've seen that, yeah. And they've just had like this thing where the community worldwide um, had to play 300 million hours of matches and then... I think it was, every- it was the number of matches... Yeah, it was three hundred. Sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was. Too. It wasn't the, hours. It was actual matches. Three hundred million matches that had to be played. Yeah, um, to get the prize winners. I yeah. think that's what they were called, the boxing gloves. Yeah, the boxing gloves. Yeah, and Charlie mm. got the boxing gloves, and now he's he was so stoked when he got them, and he said after like two days, he goes, "Oh, it's so boring. Everyone has them." Yeah. Yeah, every yeah. every fucker it was has such them. a thing. It would, you know, we've got to get this. We've got to get this. Everyone was playing, 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 and then everyone got it. And it's like they're boring. You know, it's just boxing gloves, and you, you everyone has them. Yeah, so what's the point? I haven't yeah. touched a gun in Black Ops Three for a month now. I play melee only. That's yeah. all I do, and I prestige my brass knuckles in a day. Wow! All I do is just running around. Hitting people with the brass knuckles. Punching them in the back. We won a match playing like that. My whole team, someone mm. had a crowbar, someone, I had brass knuckles, someone had the buzz cut, uh, which looks like that giant pizza cutter thing. We, right. we won. We won. Wow. And I couldn't, I couldn't even believe oh, it at the end of that shit. round. I just thought, yeah. And we mm. giggled when we first got in there. We were just like, haha, this team's going to lose. Fun. We're sorry. <laughs> We don't give a shit, you know, because this game is trash, blah, blah. <laughs> and I look at the scoreboard at the end and I'm like, we fucking won? What? <laughs> what? Why am I MVP? Why, why am I positive? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do anything, you know. 
And I actually, again, have found a renewed enjoyment of the game, and that's playing like an absolute dick. Mm. I love it. Yeah. It's good fun. <sighs> anyway. Well, anyway, yeah. Um, so, Matt, you've been playing The Witcher 3 uh, Blood and Wine, and you finished it, moved on from The Witcher, you thought? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm still kind of playing it. I've started a... um. I actually started a new game plus because I wanted to. I didn't get the trophy for beating the game on the hardest difficulty. I thought I'll do that new game plus, but I wanted to get through the expansion stuff first because um, Blood and Wine came out in the end of May this year, and honestly, I think it is probably the best video game expansion pack I've ever fucking played from a writing and. I guess it's the standard RPG gameplay elements of like, you know, go here, do this, kill this, do this, pick up this, take it here, you know, quests. But the writing in The Witcher 3 overall is what makes it stand out from other RPGs and Blood and Wine overall, because it's in a whole new kind of country in the game. So it's all new people, new culture and all that kind of stuff. Just a fucking masterpiece. Absolutely. Nice. Cool. How much was the expansion? You know what it was retailing or, or uh, store for? I think it was fifteen or twenty bucks. Yeah. There was wow. two. There was there was uh, what was the other one called? There was blood and wine and uh, like something stone or something. Um, cool. Th- the other one, it was oh, hearts of stone. It was in the area that you'd already been. So uh, just yeah. ex- it expanded out a little bit. So they added some new land, but it was in the same kind of area. Um, and then, so that one, I think was only like 20 hours to beat or maybe 15 or 20 hours. So it wasn't very big for your 15 bucks. And then Blood and Wine added probably 50 hours of gameplay. Wow. With this whole new area with a fucking shitload of side quests, new characters, new armor, um, new, uh, there was new systems as well, uh, like a mutation system that was added in that was different to the original game. So, was that the one where you could dye your armor and stuff? Was that added? With yeah, that? they added in armor dyeing and stuff like that. Um, cool. But also just mutations that do give you your character different abilities and stuff you could have as well. Um, which just added an extra sort of layer to separate your character if you wanted to play through it a couple of times. And the hmm. whole story was this story of um, you go to this area called Toussaint and you've been hired by the Duchess to find this the beast of Beauclair. Beauclair is this main city where the palace is and there's something killing knights because it's all like chivalry times sort of thing. Oh, so it's there's... not just making the knights become day. <laughs> Uh, the interesting thing is the thing that's killing the knights is a vampire (laughs) which lives at night time but anyway um, the story (laughs) yeah the story is really well made uh, well fleshed out the characters are interesting the whole thing is just a fucking masterpiece fucking five out of five cool like very good the witcher three overall I give five out of five so if you like, I give RPGs it like ten out of five. 
Yeah, if you haven't tried The Witcher and you're an RPG fan, like a fantasy RPG fan, you should definitely, definitely do it. Fan to see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. The, Sorry. Well, the, the Game of the Year edition just came out at the end of September, at uh, the end of August, so it's kind of um, fitting to talk about this now, I guess. Yeah, true. Worth picking it up as one major purchase. Yeah, so you pick it up for, I don't know, it's probably 100 bucks or something. At EB Games, you know, probably 120, and then yeah, you probably. Yeah, right. And your firstborn. Use some carrots yeah. to get a discount or something. Oh yeah, that's fucking right. Fucking carrots, dude. Get your carrots. <laughs> Fantasy oh. carrots. Uh, it's eighty dollars, so that's not yeah. actually too bad. Eighty bucks at EB Games on Xbox One and PS4, and Two it comes year old with. Game. Yeah, well, it comes with the. It's actually only a year old, a year and a half. Oh wow. Yeah, and it comes with both expansion packs. And all the other free DLC because they CD Projekt Red made like uh, sixteen or something of stuff. Yeah, they yeah. added like sixteen or, or so free DLCs. Mm. So yeah, if you haven't played it, I would definitely suggest picking it up. It is fucking awesome. Is it available on everything? Do PC, you know? Xbox One, and, and PS4. PS4. All right, but, well, yeah. there you go. And the cool thing is with New Game Plus, I thought. Uh, I was like, oh, I wonder what the new weapons and stuff will be like to, because I was already max level and then to go back to the start of the game. But it turns out um, all the Witcher gear equipment that you have to you know, do quests to get the diagrams for to have them crafted, instead of them being, say, wolf armor, it becomes legendary wolf armor. So oh, cool. There's another, you can, I played 180 hours altogether and I was level 53 and I could ostensibly in my new game plus play another 180 hours and get up to like a level 110. Nice. And have fresh armor and equipment and weapons and stuff to keep me going the whole time without, you know, being underpowered or whatever. Yeah, cool. So, Put that on your LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. That's what <laughs> know, should have on their LinkedIn. It's played 110 hours of The Witcher 3. 180. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and sorry. a platinum trophy. Yeah. I didn't get the platinum trophy yet. Hours. But, um, yeah, I would definitely suggest everyone fucking plays The Witcher because it's one of the greatest games I've ever played. There you go. Well, that's a big, big wrap. And, and my question about it being on... Uh, the different platforms leads us into our final topic of this podcast there. Um, <laughs> what a shit right segue. Yeah, it was all right. Um, oh, can you get it on both most... Xbox and PS4? Yeah, you can. Well, interesting <laughs> you say that because... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See what I did there? I had to point it out. Fuck. Anyway. Um, I didn't see it so coming. Shit. The <laughs> Sony, Sony decided to, you know, talk about their new console that they're bringing out, the PS4 Pro. Um, uh, hopefully, it might make a bit of a difference to their sales because it does seem that Xbox is outselling them. Probably not by much. Probably not by much, but it's a it's a big difference from being smashed yeah. every other month for the last two years. Um, I think they're still let, let, us, let us enjoy sales. it, Matt. Oh, I think yeah. still, I think, I think it's great. I think overall they've still got about double the sales. Yeah. So, so PlayStation's going to stay there for a long time with they've more sales. But it's awesome that Xbox has actually gone, all right, we're going to take it to them. And PlayStation 
have brought out a new console that really means fuck all. The PS like they didn't, Pro. Yeah, the Pro's nothing really that much more upgraded. I mean, the Xbox itself was upgraded to have 4K in the S, but apart from that, there was only a few other tweaks of the hardware. Um, but the PlayStation... I mean, I haven't looked at the specifics on any on either of these, but it kind of looks like the PlayStation have, guys have just gone, oh, yeah, we'll throw that in and we'll do this and, you know, not much else. It's weird. Right. And then, yeah, they're, they're bringing it out because it's like, you know, the, the prices are still at a, a competitive point. If we bring a new one out, all of those discounted ones that we're now starting to see of all of the consoles – We'll go straight back up to full price, six hundred bucks in Australia again. Five fifty wow. for mm. PS4 Pro. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like Shit. for the last couple of months, there's been well, you know, sales that you could get them for four hundred bucks. Yeah, I think yeah. three. So it's like uh, we, we've got to bring out another one now to put it back up to that five fifty, no, six hundred dollars. Not necessarily. Without adding too much more, it's kind of silly. No, because they're releasing the PS4 Slim as well, which will be a nice cheap one. Yeah. So, I mean, the PS4 Pro is not a thing that anyone needs to buy unless you have a, P- a 4K TV and really, really want to pay an extra 200, 300 bucks on your fucking trade-in of your existing yeah. PS4. If you don't have a PS4, definitely buy a PS4 Pro because why the fuck wouldn't you? But if you already well, have a PS4... Hey? If, I was st- if I was sitting there comparing the two of them in a store and I didn't have either... There's no fucking way I would go for a PS4 Pro. For a gaming console? For anything. We're talking about it, games here. Not yeah, a I know. They have Blu-ray some better player. games, but they don't offer everything. Like, you know, Xbox what? is always trying to go for that whole multimedia, you know, approach. What's to their the system. difference? Apart from a Blu-ray player, a 4K well, Blu-ray player. That's, that's a big thing. If I own a Blu-ray TV... And I'm standing there in JB Hi-Fi or wherever, and there's a PlayStation sitting there and there's an Xbox sitting there. And on the PlayStation, it says you can play 4K games. And on the Xbox, it says you can play 4K games and fucking 4K movies in Ultra HD, blah, 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 blah. Mm. You can't do that on the PlayStation. It's a, it's a massive, massive thing to not put into it. Yeah, but... Uh, Why would you bother? Are you buying it for that reason or are you buying it for video games? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why not? That's the thing. Because Why you'll be able matter? to do that on both of them. What if you're not planning on buying any 4K Blu-rays because you stream everything? Why Why would you have a 4K TV? 4K because, yes, streaming. there's 4K stuff is streaming, but it's still not native 4K. It's not big enough. What about 4K video games? What if, can, I, can I just sort of say... What's uh, does PlayStation have something like uh, similar to what the Xbox is doing, where you buy it once, you can play it on your computer and your Xbox, like whatever device you have, you only buy it once. No. Well. Well, I would if I was a salesman, I'd be throwing that in as well. So, mm-hmm. do you have a Windows computer? Yes. Oh yeah, if you buy Gears of War four, you can play it on your PC as well. Forza. Pretty um, much. Yeah. Pretty much any. Yeah. Any any Microsoft Studios yeah. game is now going to have that, which I think is actually pretty nice. Oh, it's a good, I, I it's a good like v- value add, but it's not a fucking... I don't think it's a 
deal breaker. It's not a, not a deal breaker, that. Because, because you, know, you gonna are going to play, play it on one or the other. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you know, I'm just saying that I think it's a huge omission in this day and age where, you know, the next thing is going to be... It, it's like going from fucking VHS to DVD to Blu-ray discs. You know, and now they're going to 4K discs and they're constantly updating the amount of titles that are being upscaled or mm. you know, they're being shot in native 4K. And how many people still buy Blu-rays? I mean, they're fucking, fucking massive. Eh. I don't buy that many, but you walk into yeah. any store and you know, 40% of the store bloody real estate is made of discs still. Yeah, so but obviously you need to, people are it's, still buying. It's a little bit more complicated than that, don't you think? Well, I don't because that's still a massive part of why. I mean, for a strictly gaming console, but neither of them are anymore. How long have Blu-rays been around for? 15 years? 10 years? Um, uh, yeah, maybe not even that long. 10 years. Well, PS3 was nah, a Blu-ray player. Uh, yeah, I suppose. So they're getting there. Yeah, but exactly. It, it, they weren't that common, you know, until that's exactly my point. Yeah, so, but that's what I'm saying as well. Like the the frequency that we're moving with technology, you know, like 4K was only thought of or even found fucking 2 years ago, 3 years ago, and now it's common. Is it? I only yeah, know fucking one, oath, man. I only know one yeah. person with a 4K TV. Well, that's because you probably only know one person that's bought a new TV in the last couple of months or in the last year. You don't buy TVs all that often, but nearly the majority of TVs now yeah. are, blue, are 4K. Like, there's fucking $600 50-inch 4Ks at Aldi. You know, that's mm-hmm. cheap as chips. So you can get your hands on them for real cheap. And if they're not giving people the ability to utilize the tech that we have right now with their purchases, then they're not even going to get a, a bloody shoe in the door. Well, they are because they're just not giving you a 4K Blu-ray player. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't get yeah, me I wrong. Do. I do. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I think it's shit that they're not putting a 4K Blu-ray player in there. I think it's pretty short-sighted. But at the same time... Yeah. I think it's just a, an omission that yeah. they should have at least just kind of gone, well, fuck, like... For the cost of them? Yeah, I don't think the cost would be that much more. Um, no. To be fair, though, I think disc media is a dying, is definitely a dying media. Yeah, but we've been saying that for years as well. And it still happens. I don't, I don't but, think it's dying. I think it depends on the generation because you're still going to have the older generation that still want a tangible yeah. disc to watch. Um, yeah. in, like, there's, there is still that generation that isn't, into the whole streaming side of things. That's they still true. Want but that? Aren't they the same people who don't as well. care like, about 4K as well? Yeah, but that's going to be a standard thing soon anyway. You know, so yeah, they don't care. But like I was saying to you the other day, it cost me three bucks a month or whatever it was to upgrade my Netflix to exactly. to have 4K. Yeah. So it's negligible the price. Like it's a tiny investment really compared to what I was. You know, already prepared to pay and was paying. I, so, I don't think we should downplay the amount of um, older people that are using streaming either because there's like fucking dads. There are a lot. Dad's but what, 60 still, now? 
and he uses Netflix. But you still can't get the quality that you can on a disc from That's the stream. That's true. It's impossible. The amount of data that is on a 60-gig yep. disc for an hour and a half movie, there's no way that your TV is going to stream an hour and a half for 60 you know, gig. It's just not happen. That's true, but at what point do you justify, like I pay, for a hypothetical situation, I pay $15 a month for Netflix. Am I going to go out and spend $30 on a Blu-ray to watch once? No, but that's your situation at the same yeah. time. There and, are some people that also have 10 gig of internet to use a month Yeah, for yeah. 100 bucks or whatever, so they will probably exactly. go and watch something on disc. And, you know, not everyone, it's not a one-size-fits-all situation. Know, Everyone's going to be different. So you Everyone's going to be different. You have to broaden the horizon of your offering, and instead they're actually minimising it. Which is, so, uh, yeah. It's still slight, but it is still an omission that I think... You know, they didn't need to make. Yeah, and I definitely agree. There. If they do something like, you know, it was like, remember when they brought out the last edition of the PS3 and they really dumbed it down just to try and get everybody who had a couple of bucks in their pocket to buy them and they brought out the four gig version. Yeah. I mean, that was... a. Still, in my eyes, that's the fucking stupidest thing to ever do because it actually couldn't even, without an expansion disc, you couldn't even install one major title on it. Mm, that's true. Yeah. So it seems like a really weird thing. And it, this, in my eyes, is them doing that again. It's them kind of going, okay, well, we're going to keep it 20 bucks cheaper by keeping this you know, cost out. And really fuck doesn't make any sense to me for the amount of saving that they've probably provided to the purchaser um it's all right if you were a salesperson and you got asked can they play blu-rays or can they play 4k then your standard answer has to be yes of course they can this one can do it from the internet this one can just do it from everywhere and yeah, to me, that would kind of go, all right, well, if I was going to pay five or 600 bucks for a console, I'd get the one that had the capability of doing everything. I agree. And that's, that's what I was just thinking, you know, with that before. Are you going to buy something that has everything or, you know, trim it down for the sake of that cost? I mean... Yeah. It's a negligible cost, really. And Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty silly. But anyway, we'll see what I'm happens. surprised they actually did that. This is their reason, mm. apparently. Our feeling is that while this is Andrew House, the uh, what is he, the, the head of Sony Interactive Entertainment, our feeling is that while physical media continues to be a big part of the games business, we see a trend on video towards streaming. Certainly with our user base, it's the second biggest use case for people's time on the system, so we place more emphasis on that area. Which is yeah. also probably why they're making a deal with Netflix for their 4K and everything else. So, I don't know. Well, that makes sense. But, you know, remember when uh, Microsoft came out and they were like, we want this to be an all-in-one machine. Like, this is going to be yep. your entertainment thing. And they brought out all these things. And, like, hardly any of the things that had the functionality in America even made it to Australia or anywhere else in the world for that matter. Because no and, one wanted to buy it. Yeah, but then, you know, it became like a, oh, that was a huge letdown. 
that they did that and they took it away from its core of being a games machine into being something different. Mm. But they still, you know, it still didn't have a Blu-ray disc in it. And then it was like, holy fuck, like, why didn't they just do that? You know, and... I talk, are we talking about the 360? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was it, the it Xbox just... One that they were like, this is going to be the all-in-one entertainment unit. And then it didn't. That's the whole reason it, it was called Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah, and then it didn't. Yeah. No one... Everyone was like, why the fuck do I want a gaming console to be my all-in-one? Because there was a confusion. People go, Xbox, oh, that's a gaming console. And then they're like, no, 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 it's not. It's an all-in-one entertainment system that you can fucking mm. use for everything. And then they're like, but what What do you, why, why, why? You use it for other than games. Yeah. And then Sony went the but other way. But I'm one of those life. idiots that loves it for being like that because I yeah, just have that it. one system that it does certainly, everything. It cool. certainly has its uses like that. Don't get me wrong. And me too. Can, but that was know, where they fucked Xbox. up. Yeah. That was where my they Xbox fucked sits up. there and Marketing. does Plex. Whereas <laughs> Sony went out and said, this is a gaming console and you can do all that other shit on it. That's cool, but it's a gaming console. And that, I guess, is why they're like, we don't want a 4K Blu-ray player because the people that we want to sell to aren't interested in that shit. They're, they're streaming and they're playing video games. Fair enough. Well, anyway, that was a, an interesting topic to finish the, uh, the podcast off on. I think... Um, we should finish it there because the conversation's just going round and round and round anyway. And, and we need um, to get food. Oh yeah, that too. Um, so <laughs> and I need to go gonna, to bed. We'll see how the <laughs> yeah, it's we'll, a good idea. We'll see how the sales work. Um, I think one last thing to say is like that the it's interesting that they're going this route with the PS4 Pro in general after Xbox's announcement of the Scorpio because this is clearly not. A competitor yeah, no, for the Scorpio. So, yeah. so that's kind of interesting. So there you go. Uh, that was um, the episode 101, The Vault. Uh, well, I think we pretty much. <laughs> it belongs the vault in a vault. On. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Email us and let us know if you're interested in watching 4K Blu rays yes. <laughs> at po- so podcast.dropbeargaming.com. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, or you could leave us a review and tell us all about it mm. on iTunes yep. or whichever podcasting uh, app destination you choose to listen to us from. There you go. For what that it's was... for what it's worth, I do actually listen to Drop Air Gaming episodes on my Xbox One. So there you go. It's the all-in-one fucking system. <laughs> there you go. You can fucking do it, it on Spotify if... these days too. Oh no, Spotify doesn't. Spotify has podcasts, but apparently they're like really strict about how they fucking how you can get your podcast on there. So you'll never fucking well, see us on there. Sure. Why yeah. would I go the extra step to take out my phone and launch Spotify when I just turn yeah. on my Xbox? What do you mean? See, if Spotify's if the on the gaming <laughs> podcast was brought out on a 4K disc, I'd buy it and watch it on my Xbox One. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> All right, that's enough from me. It's enough from her and enough from him. All right, see you later. Good night. (laughs) Bye.